We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. To Predicted Esports Show, Hard Reads, uh, where it's me, TK, and Austin, where we talk about Smash and everything uh, that kind of included in that. So honestly, we talk about a lot of the tournaments and things like that, but also we talk about any issues that are on our minds or just being rampant in the Smash community. So today, we have basically three topics. It's uh, Shine, what happened to Shine, what's going on at Switch Fest next week, and or ne- this weekend, and of course, commentary and uh, all the things about that as well as just kind of working uh, Smash events in general. So it's not like all about commentary, but it's because we're commentators, it'll be mostly about commentary. So anyway, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Dude, I'm doing pretty okay, man. Uh, pretty pretty, pretty long day, but, you know, we're, we're hanging in there. How was your weekend? How was Shine? Uh, Shine was cool as an event, but Worcester sucks. And I'm not gonna take that back. Like I just I don't I don't I don't care if you live in Worcester, man. Like go live somewhere else. Like if someone told me, me today, came up to me, straight into my face, and was like, "Man, you know Fayetteville sucks," I'd be like, "Yeah," because <laughs> it does. Sometimes you just live in a place that isn't like that dope. And seeing as Shine was in Boston proper for like the last few years, and it was it was godlike. Uh, you know. That sucks that we end up going to Worcester. Mm. I will say that the people that were there, though, were still fun to hang out with. You know, I got to hang out with a lot. I like New England a lot ever since, like, Brawl. So Kool-Aid was there. Hazmat was there. Uh, Amoeba uh, and some of the other, like, cool people like that. So Ajax, um, the Eduardo. It was cool. So I, I enjoyed hanging out with the people. But as far as, uh, like, I don't know, as far as the area, I'd, I'd rather be somewhere else. That's all. You definitely you, you stayed indoors the whole time. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially, so, like, was the mosquito thing, was that, like, was that like an actual big threat for you guys or was that just kind of like you, you didn't really run it was into it? like it could have been a threat i think the mosquitoes were like in boston proper or something like that mm-hmm. and we're like an hour and a half away or an hour away 
from Boston. So, yeah, I think there's potential for a mosquito to fly, uh, get that far, of course. But uh, I got bit by one mosquito, and I'm not dead yet. So there it is. Okay. Um, but also, so did uh, so did Shannon Dorf. She went to the, the to the hospital, so that kind of sucked because oh. she went to the hospital because she was shook, and then it didn't even matter because that stuff's not going to show up in your like bloodstream or anything until like. Uh, basically four days from now <laughs> so oh so it, it's like a long-term thing right so like yeah. there's no way they would be able to uh, i mean I, i'm sure she's fine i'm sure you're fine but that, it's still like a that, that can be a scary thing you know uh, for those unaware like that was the whole like uh the triple e virus that was going on in the mosquitoes that like caused like brain problems for you they, yeah. there's a swarm of them in the boston area so like an hour away like he said so there's like a joke going on the smash scene like you know like the line to the cvs or whatever was like going across the block because people were trying to go there to like buy repellent and stuff yeah yeah i mean there was a lot of repellent out there honestly i gotta give a shout out to vish though because he had like the best smelling repellent like his repellent almost almost cologne i was like good job because i actually hate putting on repellent because like, i don't i don't like bug spray like i don't like the way it smells but uh his i don't know what repellent he had but that that drink was <laughs> that drink was hit <laughs> Well, you heard about them. What is it? It was I think it was Victoria's Secret. Uh, one of their perfumes actually has something inside of it that repels mosquitoes, even though it makes it smell nice. So people were just, like that, that was like, oh, when I go camping, I'm just going to put on some perfume instead of the typical uh, bug spray. Well, see, I'm not uh, going to put on Victoria's Secret perfume. Like, what are you? Saying? I'm just I'm just what saying that if you want to smell nice, if, if you don't like the smell. There's perfume as an alternate option. There's no shame. There's no shame right now on the table. You know, I'm just trying to give you an alternative option. That's all. All right, bro. All right. Well, <laughs> mosquitoes aside, the best thing happened at Shine, and that was someone else beat MK Leo. And who was it? My goddamn son. Sam Sawyer <laughs> has done it. Okay. So I'm proud of him, obviously. Uh, but also, it's just, I feel like even if you beat MK Leo once, it's not the end all be all for Leo. Leo, I feel like he may not say it out loud, he may not, you know, openly do it, but I feel like he's definitely the type to go home and study a lot and then realize the error of his ways and then uh close the, the holes in his offensive defense to make it even harder so he's he just he's basically just turned the final boss too like you beat him once that's great now you gotta do it again and is he gonna be able to do it again <laughs> i hope so uh you know what i'm saying i definitely hope so but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an uphill battle i'll tell you that i'd like to see it because you know not many people have multiple wins on leo you know like yeah. everyone always gets like that one little win remember mars got the, his win at like smash factor yeah. And then he hasn't been able to repeat that since. So I'm hoping this is like you said, I hope this is not, is not like a one and done for Sam Sora. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Tweak? Like, did, did he not get top eight? What, what was that all Tweak? about? Tweak made top eight. He lost. Yeah, no, he was. Oh, yeah, it's right. Now I had to run. I remember there was an issue between. um, What was it? Nairo and DeBuzz about DSR or something like that. Did you hear anything about that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. all, right, so the, all right, so the whole story, like, what he was complaining about was funny, but the whole story is uh, interesting because DeBuzz got off that stage and, like, we were already, we were in the back, like, playing friendlies. It was me, Eduardo, uh, Amoeba, and Kool-Aid, and we were just playing doubles and shit, and DeBuzz gets off stage and just fucking lays into Eduardo, dog, and I was like, <laughs> and I made this joke. That was like, yeah, this this rule wouldn't even happen. Uh, this rule wouldn't even matter if you had just won 3-0, you know? <laughs> you said that? 
I don't think I don't think I don't think he got I don't think he appreciated that joke. It was real though. Like you don't have to worry about DSR and yes, but, like, all that shit. If you just win in the first three games, that was his fault, bro. I don't care. He came off that stage heated, <laughs> and they both had to, they both had to deal with it at some point in time. And on top of that, I think he actually went to Battlefield earlier, so he went to a stage that uh, he didn't like. Now, I'm not saying his 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 complaints aren't valid; they're definitely fucking valid. Like, I think DSR is a really dumb rule, especially in best of five if you're going to have a small stage list. Um, I think the best thing you can do is give three bands and maybe one more stage, so that one stage is just always banned. But at the very least, it justifies three bands. So, but if we're not going to do that, then two bands, no DSR or modified DSR at the very least, should be used. So, DeBuzz had a valid complaint. It's just the way that he came off the stage, like after his loss. I feel like if he won, he wouldn't have said shit. Like that's right. That's all. That's all. That's my only. That's my only issue with this. Like, if you would have won, do you think he would have came off the stage and popped off like that? Probably not. But uh, just watching him pop off like that, you know how DeBuzz speaks. So, like, you could tell he's angry, but it still comes off in the same tone. So. <laughs> I definitely know what you're talking about. With him. Oh man, it was it was it was. He's something. a character. He actually he starts. He's uh, he just moved in New York City, so now he's coming to our Zeno locals on Wednesday nights. And uh, he came last week and got fourth. So that was a uh, that was Where wild. Uh, he lost to uh, who was it? Jen and Jewel. Okay. So, uh, right, that was a pretty good. Loss. Robin. Hey, yeah, what was Robin? he playing though? Was he playing? Uh... He was playing Rosalina. Okay, yeah, but, I know he's trying, he's trying to get this Rosalina popping right now. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, I, he's probably one of the best Rosalinas out there. I can't think of any other Rosalina, so... Yeah. I have to look into that set, though, real quick. Let me see. I want to I be correct, because I know that if I'm, if I'm incorrect, somehow this is going to get back to him, and he's going to be tweeting at me, and I'm just not feeling that. <laughs> the Buzz, BS, Nairo... He also went Hero in Winners, but, like, he only lost a single game with Hero. Shine 2019. Okay. Losers quarterfinals. All right, cool. Let me see... Uh, what stage they went to. So the first stage was Town and City. Mm. Second stage was Battlefield. Uh, or not Battlefield, uh, Pokemon Stadium. Third stage is Pokemon Stadium. I mean, to be fair, to DeBuzz's credit, like those stages are really beneficial towards Palutena. Like, I, I, I get his complaints. Fourth but that definitely came out of a salty. <laughs> what is the fourth stage? Hold on. I mean, did one of these games fly by? Wait. Okay, no, they, they went to game five. And so they did Town and City, mm. uh, Pokemon Stadium three times, and then Battlefield. I guess he wanted maybe, I guess, Town and City again. But DSR stopped him from doing that. Yeah, yeah I think he wanted to go back to Town and City, but, you know, that Wait, was their game. Not sure he, I got to look this up. This is, I this is interesting. I feel like, it, I, feel like I, I don't think he won on Town and City. He didn't win on Town and City. So hmm. he could have went back to Town and City, or maybe he wanted to go back to battle uh, to Pokemon Stadium. And after both of them won on it, the uh, Nairo was like, "Nah, I'm good." So I didn't I didn't watch the set. I, I didn't I didn't catch the the tournament till Grand Final, so I still have to like go through top eight later this week. But oh no, I mean I'm looking at it now. So yeah, okay, like, gotcha. But um, he lost Game Four, and then I guess he wanted the stage thing, and he maybe he wanted to go to uh, battle or Pokemon Stadium one again. And he didn't get it, so he had to pick Battlefield. I'm sure that he didn't want to go to um, FD. So, yeah, I guess he was left with not that many stages. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, like, I get it. Like, his, his complaints are valid. It's just, yeah. it, if he, like, like you said, if he won, they would not be, like, existent, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, because, like, now I'm thinking about it. I'm sure that Nairo probably banned uh, Smashville. And then uh, he couldn't pick 
he he didn't want to go to town city because he lost there he couldn't pick ps1 again because he won there so yeah there's not that many stages that he could have picked all right well that sucks yeah. I, I, all right, I'll give him that. That's a valid complaint. At the same time, though, I feel like if it didn't go to Game Five, it wouldn't have been an issue. But you have to ca- incorporate that at all times. Just three zero like, next time. Game five. Yeah, yeah, just three zero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So he came off the stage. He popped off about that, and Eduardo was like, you know, not a lot of people complain. Also, <laughs> no, no drama or no shade or anything. But right. Tios actually have beef. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, you know how like I thought like, that was this. That was just like I, I a mean, commentator I thing. I always assumed. Yeah, bro. Like, I thought that was like a, a commentator thing only where like lower lower tier commentators or like shit talk higher, higher tier commentators like, oh, I should be there. Nah, bro. TLs be talking shit about other TOs too. I'm not putting any names out there, but it was funny as hell to hear the T that I heard backstage. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. Anyways, yeah. So that was uh, that was an issue for the top eight. Uh, but overall, uh, top eight was just uh, uh, great to watch. Rafi X made it in there and that was big for New England. Uh, Mars, oh, oh, Nairo doing so well was big for Nairo. Now, actually, I'm just waiting for that Nairo win now, but at least he got out like that seventh place trap and he beat a couple of his demons, so that was good. Uh, yeah, him beating like, Mars, I was, was I, yeah, that was that was extreme for him. I, I, I was really happy to see it because I, I've been seeing this for some of my players in Ultimates and to see him actually starting to like get the grinding down in those offline sessions, it's good that it's finally like paying off. I think he has the power to do it. I, I think yeah. one. I think he might be like the next one or one of the next ones to like sneak in a win on an A tier and S tier. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, we've had a lot of tournaments, and the summer of Smash is finally starting to wind down. You know, yeah, like it's it's been kind of back to back to back. Yeah, man, the hot hot Smash summer is over, man. So. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new football season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed, where I'm putting my money down on all the games. MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. Our Blue Wire podcasters are using MyBookie.com slash Blue Wire to sign up this year. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you gotta do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for your fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over and under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code blue wire when creating your account to claim the bonus bet win get paid uh we're going into fall though and we got a couple tournaments coming up and obviously i think the first one we should definitely count is switch fest mm-hmm. uh at that so you have switch fest we have port priority um we have main stage and there's one more thing in uh in september too that i'm like forgetting right now switch fest port priority main stage uh dream hack montreal glitch 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 yeah mm-hmm. so there's a lot of, there's a decent amount of tournaments in september the smash is not slowing down by any means i just think there's gonna be a, maybe a little less people showing up now that people are going back to school and stuff i think it's gonna uh, be less s tiers but there's gonna be a lot of a and b tiers yeah 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 so and then there's no problem with that i feel like the summer smash and the winter smash is like the hottest parts genesis yeah. will never not be an s tier that's, that's impossible and then evo and everything surrounding evo uh usually ends up being an s tier so yeah, Summer Smash is a real thing. But um, overall, yeah, just, just watching uh, Leon get as high as he did. It was kind of unfortunate Leon had to go against Nairo. Uh, ah. Because, like, that was, like, one of those, like, man, 
those are two fan favorites. Like everyone wants to see the Bowser do well, but everyone loves Nairo too. So it's like, goddamn, this is this is rough. Like this is not where we wanted them to go at uh, at each other. However, Nairo went over him with the secondaries too, which is showing you guys that Nairo now is getting more faith in his secondaries, which is good for his spread in the long run. I think his Palutena is really good, but I also think that his secondaries really showed up this time uh, too. Like I feel like if he starts playing Lucina again, as well as Robin and Palutena, we could see a Nairo win pretty soon. Bro, I miss Nairo's Lucina. I loved watching that. Well, I think it was Glitch, Glitch Six. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what he was busting him out a lot? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, big fan of that. But it sucks that New Jersey players have to play against each other. Like, I get it. It's like, it's like it, it, top twelve. Like, it's impossible to see that. Like, yeah. So, like I said, it's just a shame they fought each other before in the past. Uh, Leon got a win on him over at Suplex City. Oh, that that was a while back though. So, but yeah, uh, you want to talk about Switch Fest for a bit? So Switch Fest, uh, yeah. I don't really know too much about Switch Fest yet. Let me just. I'm so the brackets aren't posted yet, uh, so that we don't know the seating, but we do have the attendees list. Oh, OK. And it, it's looking to be like, you know, I feel like it's not a 2GG event unless you have a bunch of Japanese players going, but there's a bunch That's of true. Japanese players going. So we have uh, yeah. Kamei is confirmed, Shutone. Uh, I, let's see who else is coming through. Is that it? Japanese going. All right. Oh, Wadi. Was yeah, he? So he was. He bailed out of. He bailed shine, last didn't second. He? he said he was sick. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I've been here. I've been hearing he's been having some illnesses. Hopefully, he makes it out to Switchfest. Yeah, Switchfest's yeah, not looking that big right now, entrance wise, but it's definitely stacked on competition. You got mm-hmm. Mr. R, Void, Larry, Lur, Light, Anti, Kamehame, Wadi, Mars, MVD, Shootone, Rivers. Shout out to Rivers. I uh, really hope he pops off there. Um, AC, Dakpo, Gluttony. So you got some pretty good representation all over. Yeah, uh, as far as like you know, state wise, Careflex yeah. showing up. Let's go, Careflex. I think it just hit an A tier as well, so th- that's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. like the yeah. number, the number number wise is not that big of a tournament. It's five hundred three people right now, and that doesn't mean that all of them entered singles too, because there's a lot of tournaments going on. If you don't if you don't know about Switchfest, they have uh, Ultimate Singles, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, Super Mario Party, Pokin, Mario Tennis Aces, Puyo Puyo Tetris, Super Mario Maker Two Arms. Which is not nice, by the way. Oh, I, and Splatoon too. Uh, so a lot of a lot of gameplay. There. Yeah, the arms is not nice. All right. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of gameplay there. If you like the Switch, then you should definitely go to La Mirada because uh, that's where it's going to be at. I think it's the same uh, venue as MSM. So if you go to MSM, definitely show up there again and uh, enter that 2GG Switch Fest event. I mean, if you like any of these games for Switch and you uh, live in the SoCal area or you're at least close enough, I would definitely tell you to go to uh, Switch Fest. So. The, the first one was really cool back in 2017 2018 what year was that yeah, it was last year yeah last year switch fest really dope it was in the it was in march though yeah so unfortunately we'll be making it out this time around but they do it's still gonna be like a fantastic event so i mean like they got arms there and i don't know why you don't like arms tk man I, like what did arms do to you dude come on it was playing y'all bro y'all i want to play a fighting game where i'm not playing from across the state that's why i don't play uh that's why i don't play <laughs> mortal Kombat either bro uh, that's a, that's Call of Duty the fighting game right there. So you just want to play I some mean, Pokemon? You just want to play some Pokemon tournament? Like I'm down for some Pokemon. Yeah. I would probably like honestly if I still played, I'd probably enter. My Krogunk used to go in, but like it's been a, it's been a bit since I practiced some swim loops and my hands hurt now. So yeah, I'm getting old. Getting too old, man. Those hands getting all wrinkly and stuff. Yeah, I don't really see none of the like the crazy like top players that I was expecting to see though. Like I don't know if it's yeah, based off of like when they like signed up. Or when, because I'm like trying to go to the end to see. Well, I don't think Leo's going because he's in Korea right now. Oh, yeah, he's living his life. 
Yeah, he's actually living the dream. That's all he ever wants. That's all he's ever talking about, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it could be scary, man. Yeah, him talking about that all the time. Yeah, but, uh, remember, yeah. Uh, he almost he almost got canceled, bro. <laughs> Dude, I saw that. I, was, I mean, I mean, he, he got to be careful the way he phrased that tweet. Uh, he got to be careful. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't watch out, bro. Can't be out here got... doing wild stuff like that, man. Bro, my girlfriend saw that. She doesn't even follow Smashers or anything. She brought it up to me. I was like, wait, what? And I had to like follow it. Like, that's how mainstream it went. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he did get a lot. He got a lot of retweets on that. So, uh, and a lot yeah. of engagements and interactions. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, man. So, Switch Fest, as I said, man, if you guys are trying to go there, then definitely check it out. Um, so, yeah, man, Shine, great tournament. Switch Fest will be the next uh, tournament. Uh, we're talking about MKLeo's tweet when he was talking about he won Evo versus Korean uh, girlfriend. It's good times. Up next. Uh, let's talk about the treatment of Smash workers, basically. So, oh. uh, I feel I'm gonna start with with Tio's because I feel like that's uh, I don't think Tio's get enough shine. Um, Hell no. I think I think that being a Tio is the most thankless job you can have. Well, maybe production too. I think those in conjunction together are the most thankless jobs you can have in Smash because, like, when you do good, no one tells you you do good. They just don't complain, and then. When you do bad, it's all you ever hear about for like the next 18 days until the next tournament comes up and it does bad. And like, that's just, I don't know. It's unfortunate because I feel like there's a lot of planning that uh, never gets to be seen or talked about as a TO uh, and or as production. And you just, you know, like you'll never see that. So all you see is the end product and you don't understand like the struggle of people, uh, of people having to like try to, secure venues secure sponsorships secure funding uh secure these setups and stuff for the tournaments and things like that make a t- make a a stage list that works for the majority of the people even though obviously you'll never be able to 100 agree on the stage list um and all that things that all the things that come with that so being a to uh rough being production as soon as the stream goes down it's not it can't it doesn't even have to be your fault uh it, like, it doesn't have to be your fault. Like, straight up, you can go to a venue, you could buy the highest internet there, and their internet can still fuck up, and now it's the production's fault. And it's really not production's fault, it's really the venue's fault. Uh, but, like, these are unforeseen circumstances. Sometimes uh, the venue internet will work very well, and then other times, the venue internet will be some trash, regardless if you pay for it or not. And there's just not much you can do about it as a, t- as a production uh, person or, or a TO to fix that outside of just letting time, you know, Heal all wounds, basically. So I just want to give a shout out to all the good TOs out there uh, that are doing their thing. For all the tournaments that I've went to that have ran smoothly, uh, Frostbite with um, with Vaseff and Ori, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tantalus for doing his thing for a while, uh, for a, a long time. Bear for doing his thing for a long time. Uh, Champ and the 2GG series. Uh, Bobak, Genesis, you know, and many others in between. A few and far between. Not, not obviously not every tournament they ever ran has been got like I don't know if you guys remember Genesis one and two, but those are trash. However, after we've learned from our mistakes and moved forward, Genesis has been one of the staple tournaments of all time for Smash. Uh, so you gotta, we need to give shout outs to the the people who run these things because it's a lot, it's a lot of thankless, uh, it's a lot of countless hours, it's a lot of nights uh, where they stay up and have to make these crazy late night phone calls, do a bunch of research before they can even do anything, and they'll never get the thanks that I feel like they deserve um, because they're not, they're technically not celebrities. Like Smash is all about the celebrity, um, the celebrity mentality and celebrities in this, in this game are mostly all top players. Yeah. I, I always kind of, I always found that part a little bit weird is the difference between like Smash and FGC in that regard is like how, how Smash uh, top players or top personalities are seen as celebrities. 
FGC, they are kind of as well, but like from the outside, if you go to an event, like you could talk, like they're not as, you know, like, oh my God, can I get your autograph? Like it's not as in the FGC. So it's always weird to see that on Smash. And like I said, it's, it's, they, they're the ones that get seen. So they're the ones that get all the praise. And it's, yeah. it's like television, you know, like you don't, you don't know who the, like you may, maybe you like Avengers, maybe you loved Endgame, but you don't know who the hell the cameraman was, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't know who, the, who did the graphics or th- did all the, uh, the special effects. So hey man, hold up, bro. The the key grip guy, I always know who that is. Oh, yeah. what's that. his name? Every time I look at man, it was, it was Charles Wilson. I was. It was like, a girl. I trapped you. Nah, bro. It was definitely not a girl. I watched it and I looked. Nah, well, it wasn't. A girl. I always I always look up the key grip guy because I don't know what that. I don't actually know what that means. But <laughs> key grip. He like it's just one guy holding the key the entire time. Like yeah. nah, man, I got it. I got it. Like you're, you're paying minimum wage to do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. The most thankless job, but yeah, no, like these tournaments don't happen overnight, and that's I, I think a lot of people take it for granted. And my like a lot of people, hell, I've taken it for granted sometimes. Like it, it's super easy to you just kind of when you go to enough events, you just assume like, oh, this event is here. I am now at this event. It's like when you go to like a convention, when you go to like PAX or E3, it's like, oh, I am here. This event is just here. But there's actually a lot of manpower put into making those events go up and live that you don't think about it. If you're not thinking about it, that means they did a good job. So that's yeah. the thankless part. Yeah, it's just, ah, uh, man, I really wish there was a way. There needs to be a reward for that. There needs to be a smashy for that. Production team of the year or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but then again, I feel like that's all that's going to do is open create up. Egos. Yeah, create egos. Well, not egos. It's going to open up more areas for people to talk shit. Like I see mm-hmm. Le- Gigi's Leva or Liva. I don't know. I think it might be Leva. Uh, he tweeted recently, was like, look, just every time that I do something great, you don't have to throw VGBC's name in it to compliment me. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty factual. Like when, when 2GG first started popping off with the ESA stuff and everyone was like making tweets, like, I think 2GG is going to surpass VG. That's not necessary. You can just be like, yo, I'm glad that we're getting another, uh, avenue of great production value for smash tournaments. Like, there it is. That's all you got to do. Like it's always got to be a comparison game. It definitely does, and it's really annoying. So I, that was like, that was something that Gamer had to like had to deal with for like a while, man. Like you know, we we've been we as in the VGBC team has been going at this for like almost ten, I think over ten years now. And uh, after a while, yeah, man, we get a little burnt out. But like he's still trying to innovate and, and and bring people on and try to figure out new things to do. And and said basically one time whenever the stream messes up, just one time. Like, oh man, VG's uh, blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's really it, it's really a thankless job. And so I feel like I have to extend my own things out there uh for TOs and and the like. Because obviously if I don't say it, now who's gonna say it? You know what I'm saying? So, no, I don't I'm know. incredibly thankful too, dude. Like I, I, I get that. But they but if you wanna talk about like how much like they get paid to do their work. Like some of them don't get treated that well. Do you know, do you know, do you know how hard it is for staff members like in the beginning to just like they have to go there for free. They have to like if, if you want to make it as a TO or a staff member, like you got to get out there, you know? So yeah, that, that, can, that can be tough, too. Yeah, I um, I think that's just the part of being a non-player in the community, man. You don't really get respect like that. And that's where we roll into the commentary thing where uh. There, one, there's a lot of misconceptions about commentary that I think you guys don't get. Um, uh, Smash is a, is a poverty esports, so like we, like I know that people think like we're out here caking up or like the top five commentators out here caking up. It's not even like close to true. I don't know if you ever like have looked at the spread of of pay between Smash commentary 
fighting game commentary and then uh actual esports commentary like overwatch and and league and stuff but we are getting like a straight fraction of uh, their day rates throughout the, for the entire weekend like these 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 um commentators for like league for dota they get like two three k a day you know what i'm saying and then they ask us what we're getting and i tell them that like my rate is technically 600 a day but i don't even get my rate half the time or not even half the time most of the time because that's just not a thing that you get in smash uh, community like it's not it's not a thing like there's not enough money in the community one to go around or if there is enough money it's being used in places that are not for commentary and that's okay i don't want i don't think i should ever get three thousand for, for commentating smash especially when y'all only give me one block a day but like the rates are not comparable so when i see tweets from leffin and stuff i know he tweeted this a while ago but still that that, that was really annoying to see where he was yeah. like man i think i should quit playing and just become a commentator or they're getting banked none of us are getting banked bro none of us are getting banked okay like Sometimes I'll get paid fifteen hundred. Is for is for the events that like have like strong backings, like Evo and like SmashCon and stuff like that. But for most of these events, I'd be lucky to break. I'd be lucky to break four digits. Basically, that's just what it is. And like, I feel bad because I know that if I'm not getting paid my rate, then there's a bunch of other people under me who are, are aren't even getting considered. And that's just that's just Smash commentary, man. Like, there's not enough food on the table for everyone to eat all the time. Uh. I still get passed up for certain events, you know what I'm saying? So if I'm getting passed up for certain events, then a, and then a, a B-tier or a C-tier commentator is getting passed up for many events. And then when they finally get an event, they're almost expected to come work for free. And that just sucks because, like, that's not a thing that happens in other uh, communities. Like, usually people don't, uh, people don't, like, get a chance to work this full-time. Like, I'm not even technically working full-time, even though, like, I'm getting paid a lot better this year and last year than I was, like, two, three years ago. Like, I still need to stream to pay all my bills because the commentary money is fickle. Sometimes you get $400. Sometimes you get fucking 1500 You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's rough, but I don't want the misconception to be that we're all here living life lavishly off of commentary money. That's not even close to fucking true. Like, <laughs> I've had to buy my, my own flights to certain events every now and then. Um, I've had to, I've got a rate that was given to me then they would accept it and then they would reduce the rate because they need to pay someone else, which I'm okay with. I, I actually reduce my rate all the time so to make sure that other uh, commentators can get paid as well. Which um, I appreciate, by the way. I, you've, you've helped me out many a time. No problem. No problem. Yeah, I, I just, I, I want to see my boys prosper. Like, I'm not going to be here all the time. I'm, I'm fucking 30 now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I only really plan to commentate for like another two, three years and someone's going to have to take up the mantle and become the next top commentator. Uh, so I, if I can get my boys opportunity by losing a couple hundred bucks, Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll make that money somewhere. It just won't be there. Um, but, yeah, man, there's, like, a huge misconception. I just think that, like, y'all, like, people just think that commentators out here just making, like, loads of money, and that's just not... It's, it's, that will not, not and will never be true in Smash, at the very least. Fortnite, yeah, they're making money. Uh, but then you have to, like, scale it up. Like, if you win a Fortnite tournament, you're also making crazy amounts of money. So, yeah, so, well, yeah it's, bro. It's it's not even just like, you know, Fortnite or big ass esports. Like it's even FGC, you know, like no one that commentates Smash, not a single person that commentates Smash can live purely through commentating Smash. No one. No and one. that that blows my mind because like literally every other esport does. Like even FGC, like uh, Street Fighter, Tekken, those commentators, none of them do because they all have side gigs as well. But if they chose to, they probably could make a living off of commentating. It'd be really hard, but I think it would be possible. Smash? it's not happening like not there's happening. another thing with smash is that there's there's so many fucking commentators 
in this There's game. There's like a million commentators. Why are there so many commentators? It's the way that you get to start in this game. Like we don't. And anyone I think, can start. Yeah, anyone can start. You just go to your local, and which I, which is, hey, if you ever ask me that question, how do you get in a uh, Smash commentary? Go to your fucking local. Okay, I'm not answering that question again. <laughs> All right. Anyway, go to your. Uh, you go to your locals and you keep grinding out, and that's how most people get into it. Um, but like when you look at other esports. I don't really know. I don't really know the origin story for a lot of these guys. I feel like it's just they, they were streaming and they made reels and they became prominent members in their community and then were asked to commentate. But as a Smash commentator, you basically just go to your locals and get your face out there more and then you get noticed. So it's yeah. easier in that regard because you already have like a team to work with. You just go to your local. There's a stream already there. There's probably someone there that also wants to commentate. You can jump with in other esports to get in you got to start off by by yourself online at home and just start commentating stuff and putting it out there and hope hopefully someone sees it or gets noticed and maybe maybe one day you'll actually find someone who will want to commentate with you you know like it's much harder in my opinion so like when you just go somewhere and just do something on a stream and already have a partner ready to go and then you can start traveling like it's so easy to just jump on a mic and in fact locals want commentators sometimes like sometimes locals just don't have commentators yeah so it's yeah. uh, as, as Wood said, you can definitely just be a retired player too. But that's that's legacy. That's legacy commentary. Yeah, like you, you've already a, you've already proven that. That's a different thing. It's it's a different yeah. angle you can pick if you end up getting there. But most people won't get there as a top player. So I don't know, man. It's like if you're if you're getting in the Smash community solely to become a commentator, one, I think you're getting in the Smash community for the wrong reasons. Because I feel like if you never wanted to play the game, then you probably won't ever make a good commentator. That's just my that's my opinion. I don't understand how people want to commentate a game they don't find enjoyable. Uh, I play Smash at least twice a week while still managing every other game that I want to play. Um, but like, if I didn't want to play anymore, I probably wouldn't want to commentate anymore either. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, it's not really the like. I feel like you can do that with other things. I know that like certain certain Hearthstone players actually don't like to play the game, but like Hearthstone pays. So like, hey, okay, that's a job still. Uh, Smash does not pay like that. So it's it definitely starts off as a passion project for like ninety percent of people, and then it turns into something slightly lucrative. But I won't say it's fully lucrative because that's just not factuals. <laughs> Honestly, your rap that you did, your little bars about the about it being a passion project, tells yeah. the whole story. Like that, really that, that's I think that's why that 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 tweet went off so hard is because it was spitting <laughs> it was spitting facts. Like it was like, oh Jesus. Yeah. It was also yeah. catchy. It was very catchy. Thank you. Yeah. My bars hit. So anyway, <laughs> bottom line basically is I just want to tell you I just wanted to give shed y'all a little light on the on the commentary game. Uh, if you're one of the like not of the top fives like continue the grind i just want you to know the grind can be anywhere between like five years and 15 years because like we don't know when the top five is going to quit they're going to get picked for like everything for a long time and then you'll continue to get picked you can also break into the top five by continuing the grind but you have to put out more content than just going to local like i i really do think that if you stream if you make youtube videos if you make analysis videos if you really show that you're like invested in the game uh you could you could break into the top five, but I feel like a lot of the top five, like the top five currently in my head uh, is me, EE, D1, uh, Kony, and like a mix between Katara and, and Vicky. I can't really put uh, one over the other. Katara was starting to lose favor though, because that dumbass decided that he was going to go, Bro, I, he was going <laughs> to sign up for Shine and then not go. What an idiot. What an idiot. Anyway. All right. <laughs> but they all do extra stuff. Every single one of those people, um, Every single one of those people stream. Um, and, you know, so they they continue to push the fact that they are, like, an existing person. Uh, and, yeah. And so, like, 
Aussie, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you still stream like you don't really stream like that anymore, do you? Uh, well, it's because of my living situation. I am moving Saturday, so expect it. Yeah, definitely. The thing is, my my personal beef is I don't like streaming Smash. That's like the one thing. Like I'll stream any other Smash. I feel that. It, it, the, you, you you know how it is. You stream yeah. Smash. It, the online is not the greatest, and when you play against people and they beat you, they they hold that over your head for the rest of your lives. It's just not a good time. Yeah. Any other game I enjoy streaming. Like when I when I was in the city of grind, I was streaming the city like literally every day, because uh, that game was fun to stream online. So I, yeah, I'll well, get back on it. You're you're that's that's the thing though. Like when you're trying to break into a scene and become more of a notable person, you need yeah. to do all the avenues that you can. You Agreed. end up being city guy because you were like one of the few people to stream to city. Oh no, we have lost uh, our. Yep, there we go. We're back. All right. Uh, yeah. No, you were one of the few people that wanted to stream to city. So. Because of that, people flocked to you because they knew you were the Dissidia guy. Like, I'm the, I'm the Smash guy or the Variety guy now, or was the Smash guy at the time. D1 <laughs> keeps his face out there, and he continues to talk about Smash in a, in a major way. EE still continues to go to uh, tournaments and tweet about Smash a lot. You have to do more than just go to your locals and commentate. You have to show that you are about the game in more than one avenue. And until you get that, you won't be able to break into a higher plane. Because, yeah, you can commentate every week, but then every weekend, the top five is going somewhere and they're commentating as well. So eventually you're going to get like pushed out, I guess, if you will. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. It, you got you to put yourself out there. And that's something that, you know, we're all striving to do. So, yeah. So with that being said, guys, uh, that is going to be it for Hard Reads. Uh, take all the lessons that you've learned from this and uh, apply them to your everyday life, I guess. I don't know. Uh, do whatever with this, with this information that you need. Um, we'll, There's got to be a moral to the story. Yeah, the moral of the story is, <laughs> if you want to become a commentator, that's cool, but just know that like, if you're doing it for the money, you're wrong. Just do it for the passion, and eventually the money will come. Um, we are not, I'm not going anywhere this weekend. Are you going anywhere this weekend? Uh, I'm moving, so I, oh, I, okay. I, I'm absolutely not. Okay, well, I'm definitely not going anywhere this weekend, so I probably will stream on Saturday. Bro, you can uh, come through and help me move. Come on through. No. You, you Hell can drive no. on up to New York. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Bro, I'll pay you some pizza and beer, dog. Oh, my God. Uh, but I'm probably going to stream. Uh, tonight, we'll be doing some more Shark Tank, so definitely can't hang out for that. Uh, I might actually just throw the stream back up now because I, I want to finish my list. I didn't finish my list. I know everyone's like, what the? Finish your, finish your list, bro. We'll see. I do need to clean my house, too, now that I'm the only one living here. Um... Next week, though, we'll talk about Switch Fest. We'll talk about uh, Port Priority and anything else that you dumbasses manage to fuck up because that's what happens every time. Every week. <laughs> every week, somehow something happens and we're going to fuck it up. But this we'll week, talk about it. It was actually pretty all right. So, yeah, we'll talk about it. You guys, uh, have a good night. I was uh, I had a good time talking to you guys today. Austin, do you have any final words? Uh, make good choices. All right, make good That's choices, man. The hard reads. <laughs> uh, good night. Bye, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, 
Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.